Look at us. Single. 30. Thriving. Looking like all three Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> I am doing great. I got that girl who moved into her ex crib. I've been working a full time job and I've been saving. She can't say that. She can't say that. You don't have enough money to move out on your own. I just want to know why I keep getting rejected from all these apartments. You almost burned down the last one. They don't know that, though. Santa no, no. Dales is kind of nice. I'm not even sleeping with him. Am I thinking about it right now? No. Yeah. Damn! I'm gonna get wet. No better dupe than stroll. I had to put him in his lane. Bloop, bloop. You don't even do it right. I'm gonna tell Daniel I'm gonna stay longer. No. So y'all just gonna Greek chorus me? Yes. How many damn times got to tell y'all? I got the juice. Welcome back. This is season three of Insecure. This is Oso oh Insecure, the Carefree Black Nerd Review Show covering HBO and Issa Rae and Larry Whitmore's Insecure season three. Woo! Uh, going for a minute now, we're back. And I have a very, very special guest with me today. Go ahead, sir, and introduce yourself for this first episode. What's going on, guys? It's John Salvatore. Um, you might know me from the panel with this guy right here, Mr. Wayne Coleman. Um, <laughs> I also have a podcast, The Johnny Effect. Uh, I have another podcast. Uh, Jackie and John, the podcast. I'm just going to say this. I am excited. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. Um, <laughs> I finally made it to oh, in, oh So Insecure. Like, I'm over here standing right now. Because you guys don't know, when I say I go up for Mr. Coleman, I do. As president of Rain Hive <laughs> International. I am um, honored to be on the program with you today, sir. Good, good, good. I'm happy to have you, happy to have you. So, diving right in, uh, I guess before going into this inaugural episode, tell me what uh, what are your thoughts overall, like before getting into details, like coming off of season two and coming into season three, how did you feel about the show on Sunday night, uh, watching it on HBO? I was I was amped. I was ready. Um, season two left so much to be explored, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna get it. How are we gonna get it for season three? Is it gonna be all at once? Are they gonna pepper things throughout the season? Mm-hmm. But I was ready. I was here for it. The only thing that just kind of got me a little bit, and kind of maybe it'll process better as more episodes start to drop, uh-huh. is. It was only a difference of two weeks between the end of season two and the start of season three, mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel like that to me, at least. It, are you saying it didn't feel like it was only two weeks, or it didn't feel like that was a good choice? It didn't feel like it was two weeks. It felt longer. Okay. I feel like they probably shouldn't have said that it was two weeks and just had the viewer just imagine how long it was mm-hmm. before it was weeks it just didn't feel like it was it felt much longer than two weeks okay 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 i hear what you're saying yeah for me i had kind of not forgotten but a lot of season two was lost on me i was more excited about the show returning so once it opened up and like coming from season two to season three it was a bit disjointed for me i think i was just riding off the high of the show returning 
But I think right. once I binge watch it, hopefully that gap, that two week gap, feels smoother. Um, I will say that I was disappointed that there was no Amal in this episode, but I okay. won't go there. I will. <laughs> so for someone like you who is not a fan of Mr. Lawrence and the Lawrence Hive, how do you feel about him not being <laughs> in this third season? Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it a stack. I'm glad Lawrence is <laughs> not there. They broke up. And that's that. They are broken up. Like, I don't feel that he was necessary for the storytelling. Now, whether they're going to stay broken up permanently, because you know when we're in our 20s and our 30s, sometimes we get back with people that we broke up with. But for right now, I don't feel it served the purpose for him to be on the show. Because even from season one, when they were together, mm-hmm. it was always Issa was the focal point and her friends and, and the people yeah. in her life. And it was never really all about Lawrence. Yeah. You niggas just made it to be about Lawrence. <laughs> gave him the five and all this other shit and it's like Lawrence has always been a secondary character it's always to me at least it's always been Molly and Issa okay yeah okay good riddance good riddance so I will say this and you and I have talked about this (laughs) off mic um I want to see Chad. You think that just because Lawrence isn't coming Chad may pop up. Yeah I do I want to see Chad pop up but I don't know. I we'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I think there's room for Chad to pop up. Um, I'm I'm kind of with you. I am. I don't know. I can't even remember if I'm still on Lawrence Hive or not. I'm just. It's interesting to see that he's not there. Um, and I think for him to return, it would have to be either something extremely silly or something extremely serious, like Issa being in a car accident or something. Uh, but I, I don't even. He's not here this season. I think that leaves more space for someone else to step into that place, not the place of Issa's boyfriend, but the place that he occupied on the show. Like, give me, give me somebody else who's interesting. So I'm not heartbroken that he's not there, but I would like to see how he would be reintroduced to the show. So, um, sorry to see you go, Lawrence, but you know, there's the silver lining. Bye. Okay. Let's okay. <laughs> So, um, episode one of season three, Better Like, Issa crashes on Daniel's couch and he tries to save up, excuse me, and tries to save up for extra cash. Molly returns from a beach vacation with renewed determination to maintain. All right, so getting right into it. Uh, right from moment one, we getting ass, 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 and more ass. Yes. yes. Hey. Put him in my face, nigga. Yes. Okay. I was killed for Daniel fucking the brakes off of that girl. I remember texting you with the group text like, yo, Daniel is beating that shit out the frame. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I got to say I'm a fan. Um, not <laughs> even because it was sex, but just because this show, we're there, you're setting the scene. You're setting the tone for how fuck, how much shit, like, I'll say this show, I think, handles sex in a very tasteful way. Though yeah, some of the situations like, um, what is it, Eye Gate from last season when she got shot in the eye, it, it's very yeah. silly. It still is bringing up conversations. 
but I don't feel like sex is fetishized in this show like it would be if this show about black people was written by a white person. Um, right. Yeah, so I, I was for it. I'm for watching this black-ass motherfucker fuck this other black-ass motherfucker on screen. Beautiful scheme, man. Okay, but... <laughs> okay. So, let me ask you this. Yeah. Before they panned to Issa, did you think it was Issa in the beginning? You know, for a split second, I did, but then I was like, okay, Issa, I said no, because I've been watching Issa since like 2011, 2012, Awkward Black Girl, and I'm, I don't want to say I, I know how she moves because, you know, she's an artist, she can switch it up at any time, but I thought that would be too simple. That would be, when I watch TV shows, the crime mysteries, whatever, I'm always thinking, this can't be what I think it is. You know, this, because she's, her hands covered in blood, she can't be the murderer. So essentially, initially, I was like, yeah, that's Issa, but then, as the ca- the camera was panning, I was like, no, this can't be. It, that would be too much like, right, it would be too easy. Where do we go from there if this is him fucking her two weeks exactly. later? Exactly. Nah, I couldn't. <laughs> nah, I didn't, I, I didn't think that. What about, did you think it was her? I didn't. I didn't think that it was Issa because it made me go back to when she popped up at his door. It was very, it gave me buddy platonic vibes, so I, I didn't think that for one second. Uh-huh. It was easy. <laughs> now, what about her on the other side of the door? Like, once we do realize <laughs> that this is not Issa, and we... <laughs> God damn. Awkward. I, <sighs> super awkward. I'm like... As fuck. I, I just... I, I don't even know. I don't know. It's such a fucking gut-riching, like... Okay, eventually she got up to go do her lifting... But for yeah. me, I think I would have been up. Like, either I would have been up or I would have been petty and put on some porn. Like, I don't know. And just blasted right. that shit. But have you been in a situation like this before? I can't imagine oh, how, dude. but. With an ex? No. Um, no. 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 I, I have been in a situation not even similar to this. So I went to Atlanta two years ago um, <laughs> with a friend. We shared a hotel room. He had his bed. I had my bed. I wasn't feeling well, so I stayed back in the room. I'm a heavy sleeper. Uh-huh. He went out to hit the town or whatever. I mean, it was the afternoon or whatever. So he came back. I, he thought, I guess he thought I was sleeping. And he brought a date back to the room. And I'm just mm-hmm. like... They're, they're not going to, I'm just thinking, I, my back is turned, I'm, and is I have my sleep mask and everything, and I'm just like, they're, they're, they're going to just see that I'm here, and they're going to walk back out and leave. So, cut to seven minutes later. Oh, God. <laughs> I can hear moaning and panting, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going down. So, I'm just like, I'm just going to keep acting like I'm asleep. So maybe five minutes later, I get tapped on the shoulder, and I'm like, I'm just still, I'm still playing sleep. He's like, yo, yo, yo. I was like, yes. Mind you, I turn around. There's this man who has the biggest dick I've ever seen in my entire okay. life, I've ever seen, is butt naked, and is asking me, hey, did you want to join us? Did I? Why did I know you were going there? I... So. Yeah, because I told this, I told this on my my on my show. No, I don't want to join you. In fact, I'm good. I turned around, 
I, I was just like, really? Like, you just, you guys are, so I turn around and they go back at it. I'm just like, okay, well, he's getting fucked right in front of me or behind my back in the same room. Like, where is the decency? These niggas just, I, I was done, nigga, I was done. <laughs> well, I don't want to join. Why would Ooh. you wake me up? That's, uh, that's bold. That is bold. That is bold. But, uh, I mean, I guess kudos to him for, I guess, offering, <laughs> offering no, you offer a spot. <laughs> offer me a shot. Don't offer me some random sex with somebody. Like, what the fuck? Uh, One, uh, that's my own boy who I don't look at in a sexual capacity. Two, you're a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm asking anybody that has anonymous sex because I've also had anonymous sex. But that was not that was the time or the place. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I'm uh I hear you. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, um listeners, if you have your own story of the Issa sex uh outside of the door in the same bedroom, any of that, go ahead and tweet us with uh OS Insecure giving us that story. I would love to hear your wild sex stories <laughs> where you were an un uh unwanted uh or uh not a one unwilling. Oh, that's damn near rape. Unwilling participant. No, where you are uh, <laughs> uh, coaxed into this or or asked to uh, have sex. So, <laughs> shit. Okay, so we're moving on and we get to Lyft. And uh, Issa's now a Lyft driver. And this is her part-time gig. And we open up with a very pleasant looking, I guess, white man who immediately throws up in her car. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh-uh. Yo. Ain't no goddamn way. <laughs> no. Yeah. That, yeah. that shit is hard to get the fuck out. No. Oh, okay. So that's not for you, huh? <laughs> uh-uh. And you know she ain't got no money, so how the hell is she going to afford to get this shit cleaned up? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That smell is going to linger. So, uh, good luck going forward, I suppose. It's, um, how do you feel about Issa now being a Lyft driver, though? Like, um, I'm coming off a week. Okay. I'm here. I don't think they get. I've never worked for nonprofit, mm-hmm. but from understanding, the pay with nonprofit is not that great or sustainable. Uh-huh. I will say this: after Kelly got in her ass at the end of season two, Yo. she ain't got money and she's broke. <laughs> I applaud her for going out there and doing lift so quickly. So I guess that kind of makes the timeline of the two weeks mesh and work there because I want it quick. So I applaud her for that. But my question was this. So is this a car? Cause I don't know. I don't really know the ins and out of Lyft. Do they give you a car or cause I noticed that Issa had drove a Chevy um, or Chevrolet prior to her getting the accident. Did she finally pull up the money to get her car fixed and this is her car? Or is this a, a, a car that Lyft is loaning out to her? Uh-huh. See, I don't it, know that it, either. I don't I don't know that either. Any listeners who are drive Lyft, drive Uber, know anything about the ins and outs, please tweet us and let us know. But I personally don't know because I completely forgot about the car accident. But now that you say that, it, I hope that they, I hope that that's explained. And I hope it's explained by Kelly shading the fuck out of her. Like, that's what I right. hope. <laughs> because even, even to last season, when she got in the accident, my thing was this. It's $5,000 to fix your car and you don't have it. I just, 
I didn't understand because, you know, I have a background in finance. I'm like, when you typically have a newer car like that, you ha I'm sure Issa was pay making payments to the bank. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure you had to have full coverage. So yeah. your insurance is that bad that it's still $5,000 for you to get your car fixed? Like, look, look, uh, look. <laughs> your guess is good as mine. Yeah, that that was that was different. And I don't know if maybe we're going like too deep into it, but this is a show based in reality. They have had actual and she's dealing with with money and not having money. So I think these are legitimate questions to ask considering this show is based in reality. It's not some alternate reality like sorry to bother you. So I don't know. Um taking a step back though, have you ever been to LA? You ever been to California uh at all? I not. Um, I was supposed to go to, well, I'm sorry. LA was an option at the beginning of the summer. It was Vegas, mm -hmm. Houston, or LA. But uh, my best friend and Jackie, we ended up going to Houston. But um, LA, it was it, originally it was going to be LA. So I have not been since I was very small with my parents. So last time I was in LA, uh, it was probably the 90s, like early 90s. But as an adult, I have never been to L.A. So I, I do want to go. Mm -hmm. I want to go. I want to take the picture outside of the dunes. Um, yes. Because, you know, that's what <laughs> niggas do when they go to L.A. They got to right. take a picture out. Right. Of the like, <laughs> Same. But, yeah. So, I, tell me this. With, with you, because I haven't been to California since I was a very tiny child as well. So, for me, memories are pretty much replaced with what I've seen in media. Does this show paint California in a light that makes you want to be there, which you possibly live there or at least go visit? Yeah. Um, from what I get from Iwood or Englewood, mm -hmm. I would definitely want to go. Uh, I would go to the beach. I'm not a beach person, but I would want to go to a beach in Cali. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It definitely makes me want to go um, and check it out. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I've um, I've always had an interest in going, but this show does make me want to, at the very least, go and see some of these places. I don't care how much of a tourist I'll look, I still would like to go <laughs> and, uh, like you said, take a picture in front of the dunes, goddammit. But, um, okay, so we get, oh, fun fact, and... I'm sure I'll be corrected if this is wrong, but I'm pretty damn sure this is right. We get to Daniel in the studio with uh, his friend in the Astros jacket and homegirl with the squeaky pants. Uh, that's yeah. Issa's little brother. Um, Animal is his stage name, I would imagine. Because uh, I remember him from when I was watching Awkward Black Girl way back when. And him and two of his friends had a web series that ran like right alongside. They weren't on the East's network, but they were referenced. And like they were characters on each other's show. Mm -hmm. And he has another one about like the black experience in America for a black man. Where he like takes the... Um, physical appearance of like a white woman or like an old man or like this it's really interesting i haven't seen it in a few years so things may have changed but i know in my heart of hearts that's our little brother and i refuse to look it up because if i'm wrong i want you well actually folks out there to correct me but i'm pretty sure that's our little brother so <laughs> so um daniel little ass in the studio with uh homeboy and this chick 
what what was your take on this scene? This uh, being a music aficionado, aficionado yourself. Um, I got it. I, I got the homeboys pitch to Daniel, but I also got Daniel like, look, stop bringing me bullshit because I'm the one that has to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was watching the scene, I didn't notice that that was Don Richard from Danny D. Kane or Dick. Uh, Diddy Dirty Money. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that until I was um, scrolling through Twitter that evening and was like, oh, that was Don. Yeah. So when I went the second time, then it resonated that it was Don. Um, those pants were really distracting. They were a lot. <laughs> it was like, what? And he's so proud. Yeah, I bought her those. Don't tell nobody that. Just, At all. That, At you all. can accept that to yourself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. I, um... I knew she looked familiar. Uh, I really liked it. I, she, after watching her in this episode, it would make me want to look at more of her, more of her stuff, like what she's her uh, music, whatever might be coming out, because she just seems like a fun person. And this right. reminds me a lot of um, like back in the '90s, where you would have Living Single and Martin, and they would have guest stars of music artists who might play other characters or might be themselves. That's kind of yeah. the cameo that I'm getting from this. So I, I enjoy seeing her little ratchet ass up there. <laughs> Rapping and singing. <laughs> All trash. Um, but I do like that we are seeing Daniel in his studio. We've seen him fucking East in the studio. We've seen him working okay. his magic. We see him independent of her. And this is something that I'm repping all the time with my shows is representation. And though... This may not be the intention, but I would imagine it is. Watching this show, even though it's not for kids, somebody somewhere can see this dark-skinned black man in his studio and think, well, shit, you know, he's in California, in Inglewood, and he got a studio. Maybe I can do that. And I'm always an advocate for us being represented and not being two-dimensional. The sassy black woman or the uh, overly sexual black man or whatever. So I really... I really like this constant reminder that he's in the studio and he is working. It's not just, you know, he's a producer and that's it. He's actually working when we see him. So that's exactly. Uh, yeah. Something I enjoyed uh, in this. All in all, this is a good ass fucking show. Um, so, uh, damn, damn, what's next? What's next? Shit, my shit just froze up on me. Edit that out. Ah, so, um, we moving on to uh, the <laughs> Molly uh, at the uh, at the the airport, getting into the back of Issa's lift. What I think you said this before, but what the fuck is a party lift, nigga? I I don't is it is this a real thing? Like I don't know. Is a party lift a real thing, or is this just something that they wrote into the show? You know, for 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 comedy effect. I, I, I don't I don't know because all I've ever heard of the closest thing to that is like a Uber where you can share a ride with a stranger. That is the closest right. thing I've heard to a part. So I don't I don't know. Listeners, if you know, please let us know because that's I, I don't know. Just I don't know. <laughs> um, and Issa has like a lift turtleneck that she's wearing when she picks her up from the air, picks Molly up from the airport. Is that hey. a thing? Is that is there lift merch for? I I guess, yeah. Maybe. I I don't know. 
I don't know. I hope we don't. So, I, like... I've never paid attention to my Lyft drivers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's more so Jack. Like, because when I travel with Jackie and we take a Lyft, mm-hmm. Jackie, like, to chat up the Lyft. Like, she's so, so friendly. I'm, she likes to chat them up and get and talk to them. And I'm just like, look, I'll smile. I'll nod. I'll ask you how you're doing. I prefer to be quiet during the drive. Um, just like Molly said, just like Molly was joking, and she's like, "My name's Molly. I enjoy a quiet ride." Right. That is me. Just be quiet. Yeah. Quiet, just yeah. shut the hell up and uh, and keep it keep it that way. Yeah, I um, haven't been in many lifts or Ubers um, for a time when my original old school car that my dad got me broke down before getting my new car. Yeah, I. Um, I uh, rolled my ass in an Uber, but hell, it was like a couple blocks to my job in the snow in Michigan, so I don't um, have a whole lot of experience with these types of rides, but I would imagine, yeah, for the most part, shut the hell up, unless the uh, passenger starts to talk to you. Now, they end up at this diner, which I would imagine is either a signature black landmark or just some random diner, but fucking with Issa, I'm sure it probably means something. Um, this conversation between these two black women on screen, I miss this. I'm so happy to see this shit again. Like, I, I'm going up for this, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. How do? You, what did you? What was your takeaway from this conversation, this scene in the diner with these two black women? I, I was here for it. I always love when Issa and Molly have that type of dialogue on the show. And even as early back as season one, and especially during season two. So I was here for it. I hope that we get to have more of that dialogue throughout the season. I would love to have the dialogue expanded with having Kelly yes. and having Tiffany included into that because yes. I always like the scenes with Kelly, Tiffany, and um, Issa and Molly. Like I remember last season when they were at. Um, Tiffany's work thing and Kelly brought up Lawrence was talking to that girl and then we go back to far season one when um, they were at the house party and Kelly dropped her drink ticket. I, I always love seeing that representation on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of Tiffany and uh, Kelly, that for me is my theory as to how Chad can still be included in the show uh, because if I'm remembering correctly, Chad, Lawrence, and Tiffany's metrosexual, maybe bisexual husband were all friends, right? So, right. shit, that's that's a backdoor way to get him in there and maybe mention Lawrence, but it's not necessary. But yeah, I would I would love to see them show up and um, or even bring uh, Chad's girlfriend or fiance in because did we ever see her last season? We never see her. We always hear about her but we never see her okay okay and, well, even speaking of that for me <laughs> growing up watching a bunch of uh, a bunch of like sitcoms back in the 90s i would love for a character on here to be that reoccurring member that you never see will and grace you never right. saw stan frazier you never saw maris um was there a black show where they did yeah martin you never big saw Charlie, big yeah big so yeah i would love to see that aspect of like 90s television 
reflected on this show. Like I, I feel like that's something Issa could pull off. That would be uh that would be dope. Or shit, turn Lawrence into no. <laughs> but I would love to see. I would love to see that. All right. Ugh. Cool. So this uh argument they're having about this um this broken vase. Issa and Molly going back and forth, and then all of a sudden we get a phone call, a call that Molly sends the voicemail from one of my favorite characters on the show, Mr. Dro. Uh, yes, Dro Hive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get to see more of his cheeks this season. Woo. Yes. Oh, here you go. <laughs> now, I am a fan, period, hands down. I know I, I said it last season, and I'm going to say it again before he's even on screen. I'm a fan of Dro, and I'm a friend of Dro and Candace and what they got going on. So, ah, I can't wait to see more. Um, what is your... Let me, go ahead, go ahead. Did Dro, because one of our podcast peers mentioned on Twitter mm-hmm. that Dro got his teeth fixed. I watched it twice. Uh-huh. I could not tell. I didn't. I couldn't tell if he got his teeth fixed. Or was he more conscious of how he held his mouth? Because mm. sometimes if you have certain, you know, imperfections, you know how to maneuver around those so they, you know, they're not as glaring. So yeah. did you think he got a fix, or did See, you think he was just holding his mouth differently? I don't know because I, I watched it and I, I think I was so wrapped up in the character and the scenes that he was in, knowing the weight from last season, that I wasn't even really paying close attention to his mouth. Um, which okay. could be, which is probably a good thing. Maybe that means he, they are fixed because nothing stood out. It wasn't like, oh, you got a teeth behind a tooth behind that tooth. It wasn't anything that threw me off. So, right. I, I don't know. Someone out there who knows, let us know. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, next up is Kevin. This scene. Uh, how do you feel about? Well, one, how do you feel about TV shows that have TV shows within TV shows? Well, you know what I'm saying, because <laughs> I love it. Because last season, yes, yes. Dune North, Dune North yes. was, was every fucking thing. And it it didn't really pop for me until the, the end of the season with the I hate slavery part. Ah, yes. But I remember going back and like would see the clips, and I was like, okay, I'm here for it. And then season one... The locked up part, the locked up part wasn't as fun. It didn't catch me mm-hmm. the way that North caught me. Right, right, right. Um, like it. I, I like that element to it. Yeah, same, same. Now, this Kevin show feels like some sort of like Martin mashup with like something else. I don't want to say Living Single, though it is Erica Alexandra that's on the show with uh, who else? Who is the guy? Um, Bill and then Ron from um, A Different World. Okay, that, yeah. Now, it feels like, but it feels very Martin-ish. Is that, do you get that feeling or did you get something else from it? No, I I got Martin as well. I, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't click for me. Like, it didn't click in regard, in terms of, you know, me liking or really being engaged with it. Yeah. That, it didn't engage the way Duke North did. Okay. But maybe that next episode or whenever they play it again, maybe it will, but it was just very white noise to me. It was just very moving on, moving right along. 
And it, it's I like what about- using that. No, I love it. I love it. And I like how they use it to kind of tie scenes together because it was a pretty smooth transition where we go right into Daniel uh, at what I imagine is his sister's house with her yeah. daughter. Okay. So I was like, I know it is not his mom. This is a young ass lady, but maybe it's his older aunt or cousin. I don't know. But um, I'm sure it's his sister and she's braiding her daughter's hair. And it's like pretty much this scene is set up so that we can drive home the weight of Issa staying on Daniel's couch. Because it's like, you fucking this other girl, you got your ex on the couch, you know, she can't stay with nobody else. Like, right. I like his sister. I want I want more of her. I'll, even if it's just a minute or two here, I want to see more of her. I like her. I, like her. I would like that as well. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I like that black experience being represented because, you know, her, it's one thing to sit down and braid your homegirl here, but to have your mama sitting there Yanking your head, uh, fucking up your hair, <laughs> braiding. Right. You know, uh, what'd she say? Uh, stay out of grown folks' business. Like, little shit that's yeah. signature to us. Like, I like that. This was a good scene for Daniel. Something about that scene mm-hmm. made, something about it just made me think that, because I know Kelly is actually, uh, Natasha, who is the actress that portrays Kelly. Uh-huh. I know she's a writer on the show. Okay. Just something about that scene made me feel like she might have written that scene or she might have had a part to play in okay. writing that scene. Okay, see, it I just... wasn't aware. I didn't know that she was a writer on the show, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Come on, Kelly, come through. And, uh, quick side note, she's also going to be in the next uh, Wonder Woman movie. I don't know what role she's playing, but to have Kelly, though she won't be Kelly, in the DC Extended Universe, like, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I want to see what the fuck she got up her sleeve being in the one I am too because I, I'll just have to live vicariously through the roles that she plays because for some strange reason which I have no idea uh the actress that plays Kelly has blocked me on Twitter oh no I know you like lo- what yeah, I because I've never said anything negative about her or Kelly I've always said oh. Kelly is my favorite I feel like Kelly is my spirit animal you've listened to my show I've gone on yeah. and said I am team all day so to find out i was blocked by her i was like no oh my god oh Oh my god okay what's her what's her name natasha what's uh rothwell no damn it natasha natasha when you listen to this i'm gonna throw it out there unblock john oh man oh well shit i'm sorry to hear that god damn it Writer, actor, comedian, living and working in L.A. Yes, okay. That's what's up. Um, well, shit, you didn't fuck me up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, well, she ain't blocked the panel, the pod, uh, the panel pod. So, you know, hit her up. From that. Hello. Mm. So, um, we get Daniel, again, seeing this black man working. Like, he's working. It's one thing, I guess, for me. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this caveat. I love music. I like listening to it. I like being at live concerts. I like live music. But I'm not someone who grew up into music. I like what I liked and new music that I found. I was quick to, you know, gravitate to that as well. I've known what, when watching media, TV, uh, movies or whatever, when you see a person in a booth and you see all these gadgets and soundboards and all that shit, I know that that cues that this is a producer. But seeing Daniel on this show 
doing that part of it and then going behind and doing the playing a live instrument and laying down a track and singing though this has been shown in other um shows this is something that i i don't it's not second nature for me this isn't something that oh he's a producer so he has to do this that and the third so this was for me a good look and kind of an educational or um maybe refresher on what it is that you um you do as a producer as someone who deals with music or what you're able to do so um what about you uh music man did this scene uh do anything for you um it was good to i'm always glad when they can flesh out characters because a lot of times characters even though they have a lot of screen time they're not fleshed out and they're kind of one-dimensional so for him to see all of this and him in that zone it's like you are really positioning daniel to be the male lead mm-hmm. for this and i'm here for it yeah yeah and i think he can hold his weight i, I think so too honestly he kind of gave me a denzel washington vibe in this where he was and it's not by looks but something about his mannerisms and actions when he was like listening to his music, feeling the shit, talking about, oh, right. you know, I'm going to kill him with this. Or what, something about that just kind of gave Denzel Washington for me. Um, what, I guess, how do you, how do you feel about Daniel so far? Like throughout every season and then seeing him now, where he is and where we, what we're presented with, what are your thoughts on Daniel? I think I like Daniel. I think, he only has one facial expression and <laughs> okay. that kind of, I'm on the fence about that. Like I feel he just has one face he can make. I feel like where the character is getting more developed when it comes to just, you know, the mechanics of the expressions he makes and how he speaks, I feel he speaks in one tone. Okay. It's, it's, it's borderline monotone. And I don't like that. Okay, okay. So you okay, cool, that's fair, that's fair. Um I I like him, but since the second season I have seen like the purge. So I've seen him in that. And I've seen him <laughs> online, but I haven't I mean past the purge, I haven't seen him in anything else. And I will say I think watching him in the purge may be um, let's see ease me into him again if that's I don't know if that's the right choice of words but it was something to kind of hold me over so uh, a friend of mine said that he can only see Daniel now as who he was in the purge whereas me on the other end I see him in the purge as just Daniel from Insecure so I don't I don't know and that one (laughs) facial expression that you're talking about I'm like shit maybe that is it's, I have to. I have to believe he he has more than that, but I don't know. He I'm does. Like, I want to see it because it's always this. Just it's it's like it's confusion meets a scowl. Like, are you confused or are you mad? It's just like, where's the range, bro? Where's the range? Like, okay, okay that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> show, show me, show me some death because. You can give the dialogue, but can you give the optics of it? Can you give the mechanics of it? Can can you have some inflection in your voice? Can you, you know, show a little vulnerability? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm 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 okay. I'm, I'm here with that. Um, yeah. Anyone else out there who 
maybe does or does not like Daniel, um, like him positioned as a leading man. What are your thoughts, listeners, on Daniel? Um, I mean, give me Issa too, but specifically Daniel because this is her show. I'd like to see how Daniel feels versus the way Lawrence felt since they do both seem to be kind of the romantic attraction of Issa. Um, right. Issa is not wearing a lift. Uh, turtleneck. She's wearing, I think it says me on it. It's a, a, a monogram something. It's a, yeah. They just did a close up. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's not. I just thought it was lift. My bad. Um, so Daniel and Issa get to having a conversation, drinking Hennessy, and is this the moment when he goes in for the kiss? Ugh. Yes, I yeah, believe okay. it is. Okay. So what? How did? You, what did you think about that? Do you think that? Was it mixed signals? Did he jump the gun, or what was that for you? Um, I felt it was. I felt it was genuine. This because this just shows how niggas are. Niggas <laughs> can fuck four or five different bitches or niggas or whatever their preference is, but that has nothing to do with if they have feelings for a person and they're going to interact in that intimate way. So I felt like Daniel felt that that was the vibe and that's why he was so easy to do it because sex is sex is one thing sex is easy when you get into emotions and you get into feelings and relationships and wanting to be with someone Mm -hmm. that's completely different and i think that that kind of pulled from last season where lawrence you know tapped Issa out on the couch Mm -hmm. and then went back to what he was doing and left yeah yeah that part art with the yeah. show or that's what i got from no no I, I think that's fair that's um it 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 felt like and i don't know if this is just speaking to me being a nigga but it felt like i was kind of there with daniel i did i don't know what this says about me you know and listeners tell me what you think but i was like okay yeah this is the most natural now i didn't think that Issa was specifically trying to sleep with him but i was like okay i She's probably like, either way, if it happens or done. Like, I don't know. Maybe my nigginess kind of uh, took over me in that moment. Because I'm like, yeah, Daniel, mm-hmm. I think that's that's what you do. It's so right. But she, her awkwardness, like, walking away from him, that shit was... I love Issa. This motherfucker is crazy. Um, so one of our homegirl, Molly, who has left her job and went on vacation and left Vacation Bay where he is. And who the fuck is he to think that he going to try to uh, link up with her when he comes to L.A.? We find her with, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Lady Parts full of Joe's face. That's the intro that what? we get for this. Two. <laughs> I was like, hello, I'm here for it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, bro. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. He, so, I... <laughs> She ain't shook him. Uh, I guess we knew that with the missed call or the the send a voicemail call. But I okay. It's one. What do you? What do you? What? Do you, how do you feel about them, Molly and Dro? I I'm here. I'm here for Molly. I'm here for Molly and Dro. I'm here for Dro. So I'm definitely here for Molly and Dro. Um, I think that Molly is doing a little bit too much because just two weeks ago, because remember, this is two two weeks, maybe three weeks by this point. Yeah. 
you was okay with Dro fucking you in the bathroom at the dinner. Okay. So okay. now it's an issue when you want your key back. You know he and Candace have this thing. They have this open relationship, open marriage, and it's okay. Uh-huh. So I just, it, it just felt like she's doing too much, and it's just like, why? You're, you're being a little fickle when it comes to that because you want Dro all to yourself, but you know he's married. Yeah, yeah. Now, Twitter has been kind of divided with them for quite some time, and mm-hmm. a lot of people I see rest on he's married like that's like shaming her and she's the bad person because he's married and for a time there was that conversation about is is does um dro and candace even have an open marriage and i've always felt like they did because it's one thing to lie to someone who you've met and you just want to sleep with them and they see you're married it's another thing to lie to a childhood friend who will on any given day have access to you and your lover and not just some, Oh, that girl work upstairs for me. Like she knows you intimately enough that if you were to show up at a family reunion, at a party, uh, any, like you would be in that same space. So I've always felt like he was telling the truth. Um, so when it comes to Molly and Dro, I'm actually here for it because I am always an advocate and, uh, champion for non-traditional relationships and that's what the three of them seem to have here with Joe and Molly. It's not confirmed. We don't know. We still don't know that they have this relationship. The open relationship. Okay, okay. We just, we just know it from Joe saying it and mm. Molly eating it up. We don't know. Like, I would like to see something that confirms by Candace that, hey, they actually have this. Because... To me, as the listener, from what I'm seeing, I don't think that they do. Okay, okay. And tell me why. I I just don't think that they do because if they did, I feel like Candace would have said something. Someone outside of Dro would have acknowledged this type of arrangement that they have. And then if they do have it, I don't think that... Candace knows Drew is with Molly. I feel like if that was the case, I feel like Candace would have an issue because it would be Molly. Okay, I see what you're saying. The first part, I'm there with you 100%. Because though I have my feelings about it, I do see that, like when he answered the call for Candace and he was like, yo, yeah, I'm still with with Molly. There was nothing, but that's kind of a normal, okay, that could be taken two ways. One, we do have this open marriage, and you know this is someone I'm spending time with. So you are you need to speak to me. You checking up. I'm with Molly. That's enough for you. Or then on the flip side, we, quote, unquote, have an open marriage. I'm actually lying about it. And because Molly is an old friend, I can easily lie and say that I'm with her. No, no. And so I get that. Now, for me, on the other hand, I feel like Molly is has missed an opportunity to speak on this herself with Candace when they were at that right. little, I don't know, party or whatever, that dinner uh, for yeah. Tiffany's metrosexual husband last uh, <laughs> last season. I, right. I'm, I'm, okay, so that'll be, I guess, the thing that will kind of be discussed throughout the this season of Oh So Insecure. Listeners, if with the evidence we've been presented with and with this episode, 
if you think Dro is actually in an open marriage or if you don't, please weigh in and let us know. I am on the side that he is. John is on the side that he is not. I would like to see either what you guys, well, I would like to see what you guys think, but I would also like to see something confirmed. Because though I am on the side that they are, I do recognize that nothing has been confirmed past Dro. So, John, with you, I am with you in that regard. But I think they do. I think they have an open marriage. I do. Okay. Even if he hasn't told her fully what him and Molly are doing, I still feel like they have an open marriage. I, I really do. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm team Joe, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, getting to Easter at work and we got y'all. What the fuck is going on? Like, what is really going on? What is the truth? Like, I, I don't know. Because, again, this is two to three weeks after mm-hmm. the events of the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, Joanne, who I have called a cunt burger, Issa's boss, um, she was disappointed with Issa and the situations from Principal Gaines from We Got Y'all. Yeah. But I feel like she's she's no longer disappointed. Like, she's just flat out just pissy at Issa. Mm-hmm. And it to me, it just seemed a little uncharacteristic of the character because we've seen Joanne and Issa over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So to have them at this place, it was just like, Joanne, cut her some slack. Why are you so why are you why are you doing this? Issa, granted this was a, a major violation, but for the most part she's been such a great employee. Why are you really? It's just it, it was just too much for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh same, same. I feel like now, as an administrator over this program or whatever, I can see where you would have these issues, but why not just go ahead and fire her if you're going to be this, like, stressed or upset behind it when matters of race are very delicate and, there one, she's token. Issa is the token, period. And then there right. is a conversation to be had that does not have to include white people but because the majority of the people who are seen to work here are white there's there's more into it I feel than just at this one school Easter only taught black kids now that's an issue but what other schools are we just by that list that the girl handed her like schools that did not want them back where else are we being represented, we being black people, and being uh, respected? Because you have those white co-workers like the bougie, the gay dude, and then the bougie girl who was like, they didn't want to be around in that area. Like, it was clear disdain for this black part of town. So, I, right. just, I don't know. I, I have issue with this as well. Um, Can I ask this? Yeah, go ahead. Did it, was it just me I don't, did they move offices? Because I don't feel like that was the same office from season one or season two. I feel like they were in a completely different office. It just seemed like a different set or something. I don't know. I want to say yes, but then again, there was that scene where Daniel showed up at her job and something about that space that they were in looked or felt familiar to when we saw Issa in this cubicle. 
But the very right. fact that she is in this cubicle at a desk now, whereas before we would see them in conferences together in that one room and, and maybe in the break room, we never really saw them out and about in We Got Y'all. So probably a different location like for the show itself, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be that same office. So I, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't remember it seeing them. more open. Like the space seems more open because I remember previous seasons. It's I was like, this is a really cluttered, yeah. jumbled small office, but I, uh-huh. I didn't get that because when um, Rita was coming to sit to talk to her, I was just like, this is not the same office at all. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, okay. What? Well, I don't. I don't know, listeners. <laughs> if you know, let us know. Um, I'm looking at this scene with Dro and Molly on the phone, and Dro may have gotten his teeth. Because the scene opens with him smiling ear to ear, excited to hear that Molly has, um, I don't know, done something great. But his his mouth is his teeth look fine to me. So maybe he did get something worked on. I don't know. Huh? <laughs> um, but they they're discussing. Well, taking a step back, when they were laying in bed and he got the call from Candace, Molly stressed that she needed uh, either one relationship or the other. Either we're going to be friends and kick it. Or we're just going to fucking that's it. And right. with that in mind, do you think that Dro is pushing for more of a romantic relationship? Or do you think that he's just being a good friend, like by reaching out to her and uh, asking her how to interview win or whatever? Like, do you, how do you feel Dro is handling this uh, situation with Molly? I feel like Dro wants to I feel like he's coming he's coming from an angle where it's a relationship I this is my thought process I've always thought that Dro settled for Candace and that it was always been Molly but Molly being Molly it never got to be there because she's like oh you're just a friend blah 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 okay okay but I feel like Dro has always pined for Molly and you know had Candace never come in the picture Joe probably would have ended up with Molly anyway. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I never, I never thought that. I never even so. But you saying that does? I, I could see that working. I could see that being an angle that they could take. Okay, that's that's cool. That's mm, okay. Yeah, and especially when and this again might be me reading too much into it, but Candace never speaks. Like she has spoken on the show, but. Right. When we see her, like when we saw her at the uh, birthday dinner, they shared a word, but it was very awkward. You know, it was very much like, mm, okay, well, when will someone else who we know come over? And we right. hear her on the phone with Dro, and when we hear her, we don't see her. So, I like a symbolism point of view, maybe it's, you know, he spends more time with Molly. This, like you said, is one he wants to be with. So, I could I could very well see that. Um Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time for some nigga shit, nigga shit, nigga, nigga, nigga shit. Uh, All right. Joe <laughs> and Molly have decided to have dinner, but Issa is having a bit of a mm, crisis, kind of, because she knows, well, at least Daniel is giving her the heads up that he's going to be fucking tonight, so she needs to be out the house. And she drags right. Molly along with her to the party lift uh, full of creepy sons. Like, what? <laughs> What the fuck? This whole night, give me give me your rundown about this whole night. I fucking <laughs> love it. I love nigga shit all day and tomorrow. I was here for it. 
I've been in a few Lyfts and a few Ubers. I have never been offered Capri Suns. I love Capri Suns. I would have loved to have been offered Capri Suns. Um, I will say the light skin dude with the nice eyes in the back of the Uber is fine as shit because (laughs) he was on, he had had an arc on how to get away with murder a couple years back. And he had a short arc on the Vampire Diaries. And I was and like, he's on Flash. He's on Flash. Oh, he's on the Flash? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I'm here for him. So I was like, okay. Um, the dude that, when Issa said, that's one dude, I was like, Issa, why are you being so, why are you being so petty? Like, yes, yes. that was funny. That dude was like, who rolls? Who rolls? I mean, I, maybe it's a Cali thing. I don't know because I'm an East Coast boy. But who rolls weed in an Uber car, like or a Lyft? Who does that? Like, where is the home training? And then she's like, "No, don't do that." And he's like, "No, I'm good. No, you're good." I'm like, "Really? Okay, yeah. just gonna no." Mm-mm. Yeah, very odd. Very odd. Um, get into that fight. <laughs> And he's just like, I'm driving. That was so me. Like, that, I can see me doing that. Like, could you guys not fight in here, please? Right, right, right. Uh, if you wouldn't mind. Which is, that is, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm really here. Well, I'll say this. I watch uh, Black and Sexy TV, and they do have a Uber-type series called Rider. And a lot of this felt like that show. Not that it was copying off of that show, but just that black person chilling in this lift, having these odd ass experiences. And that was one for the books because it felt real. I'm I'm, right. I'm sure someone has had something either similar or maybe two different instances happen that mashed up creates this, uh, this scene. And, um, i like the idea that homeboy, uh, light skin dude, was it Nathan? Was that his name? Nathan? Yeah. He didn't get offended. Cause they were like, Oh, let's pick up this nigga. He's like, no, he ain't cute or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I made the cut. Just this little... I love this whole interaction with them. Um, now, when the fight kept broke out and Issa is pretty much trying to keep control of the wheel, I was... I have to admit, I was pissed the fuck off when Nathan jumped out that car and ran his ass down the street. Like... Right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You started this. Like, true enough, that nigga was smoking and he didn't need to. But you took the weed, first and foremost, to take anything out of anyone's mouth or hand who you don't know. And then it's weed. Like, nigga, you brave as like, fuck. niggas know about that shit. Like, come on, bro. God. And this nigga is, like, the size of the three of y'all and then some. He's the biggest one in this car. Like, don't. Bro. I, <laughs> I, I, I have wasn't. A- Hmm? We're gonna see. I feel like he's going to pop back up. Yeah, throughout this, he I just have that feeling. He has to. Like, there's no way that you bring this motherfucker in. But even if he doesn't, not to be funny, Issa has done a really good job at bringing these beautiful black people, men and women. Like, if you remember uh, season two, like the first episode when she went on that series of dates, and it was like yeah. four or five. Like they, of course, those guys didn't get the same type of scene that Nathan got, they never showed up again, but I do though feel that Nathan will pop up once or twice, if not, you know, for the rest of the season. And I, um, I refuse to look up the IMBD because I don't want to see how many episodes he's in, but, uh, I would love to see what could happen with her 
and him or him and someone else. So, speaking of men from second season, where? Because again, this is only a few weeks later. Where is the um, Latino guy that sh- who nah. came over to the Mm-mm. apartment? Where is that, he? That won't that won't have that didn't work out because he wanted a serious relationship and she was just trying to fuck and he was like, oh. yeah, so no, no, he I doubt he'll be back or if so, it would be I don't know one of those you see an ex at Walmart situations because ain't no way he was like you're moving too fast and she's like nigga I'm just trying to fuck so yeah I remember that. Because I was like, damn, that would have been an interesting pair. But I I don't know. Uh, good luck, Issa. <laughs> Hashtag good luck, Issa. Uh, right. <laughs> shit. Um, so, so Nathan, Nathan, what do you think this would be Issa's love interest or maybe a good friend? Or like, what do you what do you, you make of him? I would like, I think something. I, I think they may toy around mid-season. Are they going to be friends? Is it going to be something more? Mm. And then I think it'll be a cliffhanger by the episode eight or nine or how, but however that the season seven, ends. Seven. There's seven episodes, which I forgot to mention up front. What, well, what wait. I found is only seven episodes of this season. Wait, what? Right. So, and I've, I've been Wikipedia and Googling and everything else, and I've only come up with seven. Now, hopefully that changes and they like add some more shit, but... I only see seven episodes for season three. Are they longer episodes? Because if they're longer, get it. No, I, not that I can tell. Because um, this one, what was this one like? 30-something minutes? Or no, this was 22, right? Shit, I felt like it might have been 40 minutes. Yeah, more than likely. Okay, my, my uh, on-demand is saying 41. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so... <laughs> Issa is back. Daniel's on the couch. Uh, They're so... They're so awkward. She sits on the the arm of the couch as opposed to the couch itself. And they're... I I don't know what to make of them. Like, they have the conversation about, like, what the fuck were you doing? You know, you fucked this girl. You know, we we got history. You give me a heads up. Like... Who do you? Whose side do you fall on in this argument? In this this conversation between them? I'm on Daniel's side, because nope. Issa's always on some fuck shit. Like, she's not even my favorite character on the show. focus. <laughs> <laughs> so Issa is on some fuck shit. I'm I'm team I'm team Daniel with this one. Okay, okay. See, um, my thing is, even though she's staying at his house and on his couch. And this his house. Well, what a What a That part. That's what sends me over the edge. Now I don't think he needs to keep tabs on himself with her. Like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But when it's coming to fucking, it would be nice to be like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think he owes her that. But if anybody was, even if she was just kicking it for a couple days and not just like staying there because she's homeless. Still, once you want to be like, oh, I'm gonna put a sock on the door. Let me get the fuck up out of here or something, because it's only a one bedroom. Like, I don't know, I don't know. I just, I feel like he could have gave her a little bit of stay away for a couple hours, because you mm. fucking. It's not like you just in there with your girlfriend. You fucking. But again, this is his house, and she's staying rent free. It's my house. I pay the bills. I do what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She's soaking up the air, using the water and shit too. So yeah. Fuck, fuck. 
I'd have to side with Daniel. She now for her with the emotional stuff, I do get it, and I feel like she has a point. But I'll have to default to Daniel because you can stay anywhere else. Like though it may be awkward and uncomfortable to stay with Molly, you still have or your brother stay. stay with your brother or oh. Kelly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Kelly will let her stay. I don't know. I feel like Kelly would be like, bitch, I'm giving you two weeks. You have to have a plan. You have to have a signed agreement saying I'm leaving in two weeks. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. But the fact is, you do have other places you can go. So, for the emotional part of it, I do side with Issa because it's like, damn, nigga, we just, you know, our history. But at the same time, you have other places you can be. Yeah, I might be close to work, but you also drive Lyft. So, you have an automobile. So, yeah. yeah. I don't. I'd have to go with Daniel, too. Now, um, we move on to Molly putting on some sexy lingerie and then a velour-like jumper robe short set combination, Mm -hmm. and it's where she comes into Drove. Now, this fucked me up. Can you... Do you remember a time in season one, which I'm sure they probably did season two, I mean, where she gave Drove a key? I don't remember that. Do. Um... It was maybe two episodes before the finale, but it was impact. It was one of those things where if you weren't really, really paying attention, you didn't, you would have missed okay. it. Yeah. Now, was the key when she gave him that? Was it after this? We've been. Well, it had to be because it was two episodes. Okay, okay. So, okay, I'm good with that. But what I okay. Now this is the other uh, kind of conversation to be had with Molly and Drew in this key situation. With this whole scene and this blow up that they've had, how did how do you feel? How did you take this scene? I feel Molly was right with what she said. I didn't like how Dro reacted. It was very aggressive. It was very let me roll my neck, let me put my hand on my hip. You don't worry about what me and my wife do. And I'm like, whoa, bro, like you don't need to come at her like that. You don't come at a woman. That was. To me, that was a little too aggressive because mm-hmm. um, Molly wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good deal, good deal. Now, for me, I'm on both of their side. I'm playing the fence, but I, I have reason why. And then you call me out if you think that I'm on some bullshit. For both okay. of them, because they are in this emotional relationship, regardless to them having a title, I do think Dro should have questioned her about the key, but I feel like he should have gave it over. Nigga, this ain't your place. You don't pay bills here. I think him giving over the key and asking, okay, what th- what is this about? I think that would have been a better way to handle that where we wouldn't right. have even gotten to don't you talk about me and my wife. We wouldn't have even gotten there if you had have just did what the hell she asked. And Because at the end of the day, shots, even if you feel, <laughs> even if you feel like there's something off or there's something wrong, that's her place. That's her shit. I was thinking maybe he made a spare anyways, but that out the way on Molly's side of things, I felt like her bringing up his wife was a way to attack him subtly, throw this jab at him, knock him out. And I felt like what don't don't do that in anger. You do that with a clear head so that you can get to the bottom of whatever y'all got going on. But to mention his wife in anger the way she did, I felt like damn what are you doing although she was not wrong i am not your wife you have a whole wife but it's like don't act like y'all just fell into this situation ship you've been doing this for some time a lot of this shit can be cleared up with conversation like 
I okay, I talked with a chick at work. We talked about this scene, and she was like, "Yeah, well, she wrong. She sleep with a married man." Blah, blah. I said that aside, that does not. It matters, but that's not the point. My thing is, if we fucking and we just friends with benefits who fuck, fine. Once I start to catch feelings, be it you know our first fuck session or our fifteenth, if I bring to you, hey John, I'm 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 falling for you now. I know we said we were just gonna be fucking now, I but I, this is how I feel. At least I'm giving you the opportunity to deal with this head on, and then we make a decision. Right. I can't if I'm holding if I'm falling for you after the second time, and then now it's the fifteenth, six months later, and now I'm mad at you about something. That's unfair to you because you did not know. So I'm not saying she's wrong in which because she I think she's justified, but don't spring this up on him and then expect that now all of a sudden it just I just oh god I, I feel like I'm not getting my point across. I no I, I get that's okay. what you're saying. Yeah, because I do default to her because one, that's her place. You're not her man for real, for real. There is no title. You ain't paying for shit. But on the flip side, this is what we've been doing all this time. Do not act as if because you mentioned something now that you've been sitting on for quite some time, all of a sudden things are changing and I need to just be with it. Like, have a conversation. Tell him, nigga, I'm falling for you more. I need more of a confirmation that this is open. I need to be able to talk to Candace. I need to not feel weird. I need to know what we're doing in two years. Like, I feel like that's, you know, that's reasonable. So I'm withdrawing in the sense that you, you're you not bringing up my wife to get clarity. You're bringing her up to attack me. And I thought we were better than that. But with her, nigga, give her her key. And give her these answers, but I just feel like she went about it wrong, and I feel like he reacted wronger. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I'm riding the fence, but I'm trying to be kind of intentional with with explaining how, and I hope that was a decent enough job. <laughs> right, I get it. Okay, okay. So, shit. Um, so that's my take on the. Uh, Draw and Molly. Listeners, let us know what's your feelings about Draw and Molly or Drolly or Molly Not or whatever. Drolly. <laughs> Nigga, Drolly, though, I cannot. Oh, yeah. shoot. Or Mo or Mro or whatever. Um, okay, okay. So we wrap, we end the episode with um, Daniel and Issa on the couch kind of calling a truce without having, saying it out their mouths. And Daniel, did Daniel leave? Some kind of way he's out of the scene. And um, mm-hmm. Issa gets a $50 tip from Nathan for the bullshit he Who pulled. Who that? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, and that, that $50 right there. $50 tip? Mm-hmm. Niggas don't tip $50 like that, bro. They for don't. nothing? Yeah. Yeah, you damn right. Because uh, if he had of, if he had of had that scene and that was it, then I would say, okay, he might not, you know, he might not be back. But that $50 tip at the end really... Um, even if it had been like a ten dollar tip, it still would have sold me that oh this nigga's gonna be back because there's you know why did he pop up again? So um, cool cool. <laughs> so how do you feel about the episode as a whole? This first the inaugural episode of season three. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I did. It, it was good. It it minus the little thing about the the time lapsing. It was a really strong episode to open up the season. Um, if I had to pick it apart a little bit, it would have been nice to see Kelly yeah. and Tiffany. But outside of that, good episode. Okay. okay. Not, um, 
I will say the inaugural episode of season two, to me, I, I like that one slightly better, but this one was a close set. It was, it was, it was up there. It was good. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Me, I did like this episode. Um, I felt like it was very comfortable. I felt like this episode wasn't like a, a 10 through the roof. It wasn't, but it was a very not quiet episode. I felt like this episode would be good for binge watching. Like once the season is over, if you go and watch season two from the beginning, I think this episode will be a seamless move from season two to season three. Like it didn't feel jarring. It felt like once her and Lawrence ended and you watch it and then you see season two end and her show up at his house, this would just mm-hmm. be the continuation of that. It didn't feel like anything was reset. It felt, so in that sense, I really liked it. Um, like you said, I would have loved to see Kelly. I really would have loved to have seen them all. Um, I'm sure we're going to see them later on down the line. But all in all, I, I do think this was solid. This was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. That's that. Ah, so what about uh, any any predictions or anything that you want to see for season two? Or three, rather. Season okay. Three. So what I want to see for this season, I want to see why Tiffany's metrosexual husband was living in a hotel for Aha, six months. Say that. I want to know why. I want to know and I'm not I'm not body shaming. I want to know did Kelly when you I know people and I've been a part of that when you go on a weight loss journey and you gain a little bit of the weight back because I remember Kelly from the end of season two and then I, I remember seeing the trailer and I remember texting I was like does Kelly seem a little bit bigger? She seemed to resemble her size from season one more mm-hmm. so than at the end of season two, which there was a big difference. Uh-huh. She just seemed a little bigger. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, is that going to be explained? And that, that's my big question. That's for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. As more episodes come up, I might have other things. But right now, those are the two things I want to know. Okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um, for me, I want more of a ball. Well, I'm really interested to see like just how everything plays out and how this uh, high yellow mm-hmm. as Nathan plays into everything. Um, I think Molly and Dro are probably the most interesting thing to me because I do like Daniel and I like Daniel and Issa, but I feel like we're going to get that no matter what. But Molly and Dro and then by extension Candace and whoever else uh, Molly might possibly have an emotional or romantic relationship with i'm i'm interested to see where you're going to go because you've introduced drow in his open marriage be it factual or not where do you go from there like we're firmly planted in this whatever the fuck he and molly got going on where do we go now you know so how do we get through season three with these two or these three or these four hell so um that's that's kind of where i am Everything else, I'm just happy to go along the ride. And that's just from episode one. Who knows what's going to happen, you know, next week or Sunday when we watch this and, and, and some other shit might pop up. So <laughs> there's that. Um, shit. So I guess now give me your favorites, your favorites, your favorites. Who is your favorite character of this episode? My favorite character of the episode, hands down, is Molly. I feel like Molly 
is the female version of me. I've said that since season <laughs> one. I, 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 I've always felt this connection to her. Um, favorite scene would have been the lift scene, the party lift scene, mm. where they're fighting and Issa is swerving in the street. That was my, hands down my favorite scene. <laughs> that party lift fight. <laughs> okay. Um, shit. For me, my favorite, I'm torn because I'm just happy the show is back. So I'm trying to kind of dust off that excitement and just focus on this episode. I, and I'm trying not to default to Dro because I'm just, I'm part of Dro Hive. I'm a fan or whatever. Uh, but I'd have to go with either Daniel or Molly. And they were both so different in this episode. Oh, okay. yeah, like, because I really enjoyed Daniel. I enjoyed getting more from him. I enjoy seeing him independent of Issa. Like, seeing him with his family, seeing him in the studio, seeing him talking to this nigga about this weird-ass girl he didn't brought to his studio. Like, Molly was great, and I'm going to go with Daniel because you chose Molly. If you hadn't chose Molly, I probably would have... I wanted her on the board, but I'd have to go with Daniel. We got so much from him that wasn't involving Issa that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that, so I, I have to go with Daniel. Um... Favorite scene for me, shit, that party lift fight was pretty good, but uh, I'm not really a fan of Kevin in the way that I was of Due North, but like you said, it might just be because it's the first episode, um, so I would like to go with that, but I can't. Uh, favorite scene, uh, really, I'd say the argument between Molly and Dro, Dro and Molly's argument, because I'm, I feel like it's opening up. It's setting the scene for what's to come, and it's mm -hmm. a kind of climax or a natural buildup of what has already been. So um, Molly and Dro's argument, I think, is my favorite scene because it, it was the heaviest, and I'm interested to see what comes from this shit. These, these niggas. Man. These niggas. <laughs> these niggas and they toys. No. Um, okay, okay. So that's been uh, episode one. Do you got any, like, Final thoughts on Insecure as a whole or this first episode, Better Life? I'm ready. I'm ready for this season to unfold. And I really hope that if you're going to give us only seven episodes, I'm going to need 68 minutes for each episode. <laughs> Hose gave us super long episodes. Shit. I'm going to need Insecure the same goddamn thing. Shit, Pose, they, they blew it out the fucking park. With them eight episodes, felt like eight goddamn movies. So, yeah. Uh, insecure, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, let everyone know where they can reach you online and your shows and stuff. Okay, so you can find me all over social media Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at the John Effect. Um, you can find me and this guy here on the panel. Um, the last Wednesday of each month, uh, with our gorgeous co host. Uh, Killer K and I'm Just Jackie. Hey. You can find me on my flagship show, The John Effect Podcast, every Monday. Uh, you can also find me on Jackie and John, the podcast. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And of course, listeners, as per usual, the links will be in the show notes. So go ahead and check out John and me and John and me and John and Jackie and Kayla and Jackie and John and everyone else. And make sure when you're listening to John's 
any of his shows that he's on, use the hashtag PodQB because that he is the PodQB. <laughs> so uh, no doubt, yeah. no doubt, you deserve it all. You deserve it all. And of course, you can find me here on the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast feed. Several different shows in front of and behind this one. Uh, join me on this ride for the Insecure Season Three review. Use the hashtag OS Insecure when you're listening to Insecure. Listen to Insecure when you're listening to this damn episode and the others, and when you're watching Insecure live on Sunday nights. Give me a tweet. Let me uh, share your thoughts with me, and then maybe I'll read them on the show this season. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hit me up, Carefree Blurred. That's the, look, I'm just this off the cuff, hell. Um, hit me up, Carefree Blurred. That is the most quickest and immediate way to get in touch with me on Twitter, carefreeblacknerd.com, the hub for everything Carefree Black Nerd. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, I guess stay off your ex's couch when they're fucking in the next room. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs>